Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Rock Chalk Talk podcast. This is part five of our conversation reviewing the 2007 Kansas football season. Uh, this time we are talking about the aftermath of the Missouri game and kind of the selection process that went into getting Kansas to the Orange Bowl. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff here. So enjoy. Yeah, and, and going back to your point from a while ago about the defense being tired, I, I, I absolutely buy that because if you look at the season, uh, you, you know, so many things just worked out perfectly, whether that's the schedule or just the almost complete lack of injuries uh, throughout the year. Um, but if you look at that team, I mean, you know, what happens if, you know, if, if you look at 2009, you know, Todd uh pulls a groin muscle and basically is never the same the rest of the year. What what happens if Todd Reeson goes down in, in week five in 2007 and Kerry Meyer, who wasn't that good as a freshman and hadn't been playing, you know, gets thrown back into that spot? You know, how, how does the season end up? Um, what what happens if something happens to Harris or to leave? Uh, you know, I, I, we had so many really good and, and a few even great players on that team, but who who were their backups? I mean, how many people can even name them? Uh, it was not a real deep team, and I, I think had we not gotten as lucky as we did with uh, with the complete lack of injuries, I, I think we'd be talking about a very different uh, – see, I mean, they would have been good, but it, there's no way they would have won 12 games that year if even one of those key players, I think, had, had gone down at any point. 
Well, especially if Reasing went down, because then that's the, the kind of the double whammy of not only does Meyer have to step in, you know, when he's probably a step down from what Reasing was at quarterback, but I, I don't know who you have on the receiving core that could have replaced what Meyer gave Reasing in, in that case. So not only would Raymond Pendleton in, huh? It probably would have been like Raymond Pendleton. <laughs> well, yeah, right. So, so not only in, in that case you would have taken a step down at quarterback, but you probably would have lost one of your top two wide receiver threats at that point because Meyer would have to play quarterback. So that, that would have been a huge hit to the offense. Um, you know, and, and kind of all those thoughts we had about the offense and may, maybe not being able to, to kind of move that forward, that, that would have been probably the absolute worst thing that could have happened to them. So. All right, and any other final thoughts about that Missouri game? No, let's stop talking about it. All right, that was <laughs> me. So, so I guess we can kind of jump into the aftermath um, of that game. Obviously, that kind of knocked KU out of the running for – um, for, the, for, for the championship, of course, even though there was a lot of craziness that kind of continued to happen that almost put an Oklahoma team um, into contention for, you know, playing in that national title game. Um, but, you know, the, the whole drama surrounding the BCS selection, I made the point when I was talking with CDOT that, that honestly, I think the biggest culprit, well, there, there's basically three main sources for, for that particular drama. I think there was the fact that, um, you know, and why Kansas got selected over Missouri. I think it was just, it was one, the fact that, that KU had less losses. Um, so that kind of helped push them up. But then uh, another main source of the issue was just the fact that the BCS rules at the time only allowed two teams from each individual conference to go to the BCS. I think if that, if that limit wasn't there, you very well could have had Oklahoma, Missouri, and Kansas, all three of those teams going to the BCS. Um, two two BCS games, and then of course the third the third issue would just be the fact that that Missouri didn't win the Big Twelve Conference um, because they lost that game. So even though they were you know number one in the BCS and in line to go to the national title game if they lost or if, if they won, the fact that they lost for the second time against an Oklahoma team didn't have the you know conference championship to fall back on and had more losses. Um, then the only other competition for that other at-large spot, um, you, kind of all three of those together, um, you know, and of course, Lou Perkins doing a fantastic job of selling the Kansas program to the people down in uh, Miami there. So, so I guess I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on that. I mean, do you, do you see that as kind of a, a viable statement there that really it was more of the BCS rules that kind of caused that whole con- controversy? Um, or do you think it was really just that, that we pulled a fast one on them and, and uh, kept kept Missouri out of it. I think we well, pulled a fast is. one. Uh, I mean, yes, we had the better record, but Missouri had beaten us head-to-head, and I believe they were still ranked higher regardless. Um, you know, I, I, I hate – well, I, in a way, I kind of don't hate to say this because I like seeing Missouri get screwed over, but uh, I don't think you can make a really – sound logical case for KU going to that game over Missouri. Uh, I, I think I think it was uh, Lou and 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 I think it, you, you have to put it at least partially on Missouri because they don't have a real good reputation in terms of being a good traveling fan base, a, a real loyal fan base. I mean, we we've seen what Page Arena has looked like in recent years. Uh, and the support their basketball team's gotten, and, and not that KU uh, fans have uh, flocked to the football games, but 
um, Missouri doesn't have that that reputation for uh, being a school that, that buys up a bunch of tickets to national games. I think Lou was able to work that to his advantage and, and get us in, despite the fact that, again, I, I don't think you can make a real good logical case for uh, for KU getting that over Mizzou. To, to well, David's you know, point the, there, just real quick, to David's point there, uh, Mizzou finished six in the final BCS standings. We finished eight. So, go ahead. Well, I mean, the the thing is, though, is the, the, the problem – KU wasn't the biggest problem with the, the the BCS selection that year. Illinois made the Rose Bowl with three losses, and guess who Illinois lost to that year as well? Missouri. So I mean, there there was there was a less deserving team in the BC, in, in the BCS than, than Missouri. And so, I mean, I would I always like to remind people of that I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe KU got in over Missouri. I'm like. Your issue is more with the rule because yeah. Illinois, who was not good, Illinois was not a good team that year. The they, they were decent. The they beat Ohio State. They gave Ohio State their only loss in the regular yeah. season, and they they to their defense, they finished thirteenth in the BCS. Which yeah, that's not as good as six, but they were a top fifteen BCS team. They beat Ohio State in Columbus. If we're, if I, we're I mean, talking, but we're going to get mad about a team. That Missouri beat head to head. No, I totally get it, you. I just I just wanted to put that out there. Well, I, I'm going to go with Illinois. And by the way, if we want to if we want to vindicate games, KU won their BCS game. Illinois got slaughtered. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. Absolutely slaughtered. That's true. That's true. And, and that was that a is, game that, that should have been on Comedy Central. <laughs> that, that is a good point. Uh, you know, if not for the Rose Bowl throwing a fit when they set up the BCS and demanding that they still get their Pac-10 Big Ten matchup, even if even if the champion of either of those conferences was in the title game, they still got to have their Big Ten Pac-10 matchup just because of history or whatever. Tradition, you know, yeah, if if it wasn't for that, then I I think Missouri would have been in a in a BCS game too. So yeah, that's also a good point. Like. I think they can be mad at KU getting in over them, but they should be madder at Illinois getting in over them. I agree. Yeah, agreed. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I'm not. And I get, I get the frustration, especially when it's your rival. I mean, and I don't know if I'll go as far as to say, you know, pull the fast one, but I mean, it definitely. When it happened, I'll be honest. Like I was a little surprised. Yeah, <laughs> I was just kind of like, oh, cool. Um, you know, at that point, I was hearing most likely that we could probably be in, uh, you know, kind of like the like the Cotton Bowl, you know, kind of that 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 tier right below the BCS games. But, right, I mean, where Missouri got sent to. Yeah, so I mean, the, the issue, but I mean, again, the issue was more me the fact that, um, you know, that they had the rules set up the way they were, and you know, and, and to college football's credit, they've they've. You know, with the playoff now, it's just we're going to take the best teams regardless. And, you know, it was kind of a stupid rule because you you never know season by season. I mean, there could be seasons where there's, you know, even three or four legitimately really good programs in a conference and other conferences, you know, maybe have maybe even one good team if that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Illinois selection is should really be, you know, the real issue. And, you know, the other thing I'll mention too, which – the thing I always thought that was the most interesting was, you know, Oklahoma that year, I mean, obviously didn't play KU, probably was the better team, but Oklahoma, A, lost in Boulder, where we won, 
and B, Oklahoma got killed by West Virginia in, in their BCS game. I mean, West Virginia just ran all over them. And that was a game, and obviously, I mean, people like to joke about how, you know, big game Bob Stoops and, you know, kind of how terrible he's been in big games and especially, you know, BCS-type games. And that was one example, and obviously there was the, the upset um, – and all that, but yeah, but I mean, uh, it, that, that was still, you know, one of those things where it's like, well, you know, just I, I, I thought the fact that, you know, everyone was like, well, Oklahoma is clearly the best team in the Big 12, you know, Oklahoma is clearly number one, and, K, and Missouri's clearly number two, and KU's clearly number three, and all of a sudden, at, at the end of the season, it's like, well, hold on a second, we beat a Virginia Tech team that basically had, that was an NFL team, I mean, with the amount of talent they had. Oklahoma got killed by West Virginia. We never got to play Oklahoma. I mean, who knows what would have happened. I'm not saying we would have won, but I don't think it's that unreasonable. So I, I get all the, the, the outcry and whatnot when, when the games were announced, but, you know, I, I feel like us winning the game, Oklahoma losing theirs, just, you know, if nothing else, it showed what a crazy year in college football was, and it also kind of showed that, you know what, KU probably is legitimately one of the – eight best teams in the country and they just proved it. So even though it, it may have raised a few eyebrows, I think the fact that, that KU won the game, you know, kind of justified it a little bit and said, Hey, let's not put too much stock into one game on a neutral field that KU lost by eight points. They had one loss on the season. They're a good team. They're BCS worthy. And they won the game. And I was really glad that we got paired with Virginia Tech. And I, I don't remember all the PCS scheduling rules and, and if this was even a possibility. But uh, there was I, I had some concern that if we did make it to a BCS game, remember that was the year Hawaii went 13-0. and and, and I was a little concerned that if we made it to a BCS game that we'd get stuck against Hawaii. And then if we beat them, then it's just another, oh, well, yeah, they make it to a BCS game, but then they get to play Hawaii. And, and so it's just another talking point for anyone who wants to, to bash the schedule. So I was really glad we got a chance to prove ourselves against a, a big-name program like Virginia Tech. Yeah, we and, actually and didn't get stuck with a small small conference. Yeah, we actually uh, loved that that year because the way that it was usually set up was that the, the conferences that had tie-ins to specific bowls took – the, or those bowls took the conference champions if they were available. Um, if they instead went to the national title game, then they would take the second place. But we, we kind of lucked out because Oklahoma was the conference champion. Um, so they, they went to the Fiesta Bowl, and then it was just a matter of getting kind of match, matchups. So, so as an at-large, we kind of had to go to one of those bowls that, had, that didn't have a, you know, a guarantee uh, kind of pairing there. Uh, which meant that there wasn't there wasn't a bowl at the time that had two open spots, so there wasn't ever really going to be a chance that we were going to get paired with with Hawaii. Not only that, but um, or actually, I think I think there might have been one of them, but they weren't going to take the two, or they weren't going to get stuck with basically the two lowest on the totem pole in terms of selections. Um, so there wasn't ever really that concern. Um, kind of kind of jumping back for just a second to, to talk about the whole Oklahoma and Missouri and Kansas thing. I, I was a little confident going into the Big 12 championship because, you know, it, it, it kind of seemed like what was going to end up happening was that Kansas with only one loss was going to be compared to either a four-loss Oklahoma team um, for, for a potential uh, second, you know, competing basically for that second BCS spot 
or a Missouri team that, yes, had beaten them head-to-head on a neutral side, but it was a close game, and Missouri had an additional loss, um, both of them to an Oklahoma team that had three losses. So in, in either case, if you look at the loss that they had, Kansas had the much better loss than, than Missouri had, and Missouri also had two losses. Um, that was kind of going to kind of be the worst case scenario. So, I mean, I, I definitely could have seen arguments both ways. Um, but yeah, getting paired up with Virginia Tech, I think also kind of played into it. The fact that Virginia Tech was there, um, kind of the way that, that everyone was talking about at the time is that Kansas kind of matched up better for Virginia Tech to have like a, a better, more exciting game. Um, and of course, a big, a big portion of the consideration at that time was what kind of game can we expect? You know, is this going to be a game that people are going to want to tune in and, and, and watch? Um, and so that actually played in a lot more to, to, to the decisions, I think, than, than people seem to give it credit for. That was part of the reason the PAC, or I'm sorry, the, the, the Rose Bowl was so adamant about having that PAC-10, Big Ten matchup, because that was what they had shown was a ratings winner for them for so long that they were afraid that if they, you know, allowed it to be shuffled up too much, that it was going to mess with the ratings that they got. It was going to mess with the people that would actually come in and watch the game that would actually come and visit and go to the stadium. So that was a huge, you know, a huge consideration at the time was what kind of draw is this going to be? How entertaining is the game going to be? And they tried to kind of engineer those as much as possible. Um, there was a lot of talk about Kansas kind of being a better matchup for a team like a Virginia Tech um, or, or some of the other ones that the, that the Orange Bowl was looking for at that time. So you know, it, it, it kind of helped a lot there. Um, and then, of course, the fact that the game kind of lived up to the hype that it was a, it was a you know, a, a back and forth, blow by blow game, um, you know, was was definitely a big a big plus. And of course, the fact that we won was 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 a much bigger plus in terms of as as, as far as I'm concerned. So. And that'll do it for this episode. Um, we have one more episode that talks specifically about the Orange Bowl game and kind of wraps up. Uh, and gets us ready for the next season coming up. So uh, make make sure you catch that episode. We will see you next time here on the Rock Chalk Talk podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.